Let's pray together. God, all of our life, you have been faithful. As we remember this past year, none of us could have expected many of the experiences we had. But through it all, you have been faithful. Thank you for your presence with us when things are going well. And thank you for your presence with us when things are very difficult. Thank you for your presence with us as a faith community, whether we're gathered in this space, in our homes, online. We thank you for your presence, God. morning church it's good to be with you here and it's good to be with those of you who are at home and listening thanks for bearing with us through the technical difficulties of that slideshow but I hope that um, that remembrance of our journey together over this past year has been meaningful for you it's kind of hard to believe that it is a whole year ago. Um, today, one year ago, was the first time that we did not gather here in person um, because of everything that was going on with COVID. In some ways, uh, it's hard to believe it's a year ago, and in other ways, it seems like it's much longer than that. There have been significant losses with a wide range of experiences for us um, through this. Some of us lost our jobs. Others of us, our work increased tremendously. Students lost the gift of learning in person in a classroom. Some of us had COVID and that put some of us in the hospital. We're so grateful for the healing and the recovery that has happened and is continuing for those who've been impacted in that way. And many of us knew someone who lost their life due to COVID-19. And this morning I, I looked online. There are families of more than two million 660,000 people who lost their lives to COVID around the world. I think sometimes we get detached from that. That there are many people who are grieving. Many of us have experienced quarantine for those of you in school, 
sometimes four times. All of us have experienced times of feeling isolated or disconnected from family and from friends and community. Extroverts have struggled. Introverts breathed a sigh of relief, at least for a while. Masks became a norm in our culture, and that's brought tension for us in some of our relationships. And beyond COVID, we have faced losses of broken friendships, struggles in our marriages, battles with addictions, the loss of loved ones, the heaviness of anxiety, depression, physical health issues, and on and on. The reality is life holds loss. And today, which marks this one-year anniversary when our congregation first closed our doors because of this changing world, we're taking some time to look back. We look back so that we can pay attention to our losses and so that we can grieve well. And so that we can remember God's faithfulness to us through all of it. So we can wait on the Lord in the confusing in-between and so that we can also allow something new to be birthed in us through this season. Biblical grieving shows us that it is important to mourn, to feel the pain of our losses. The entire book in the Bible called Lamentations is about grieving and mourning and lament. Two-thirds of the Psalms are laments. And Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Jesus walked with those who were grieving, and he grieved himself. If we ignore our losses or pretend that they don't even exist, they end up showing up in unhealthy ways in our lives. Ungrieved losses can create blind spots for us that can result in potential disaster down the road. And just like this picture here shows the side mirror of a car that allows us to look back while we're moving forward, so we can be aware of those places that we can't see. And so it is with us. We need to take moments to look back so we can be aware of those things that could show up and impact our ability to move forward well. Looking back and being awake to our losses and pain is certainly not easy. And our culture and a lot of American Christian culture has taught us to press on and not look back. To not take time for grief. But this does not serve us well and it is not what the whole of scriptures teach us. Ungrieved losses do not simply go away. They lie underneath 
and then they show up in our life and relationships in all kinds of ways that bring brokenness and hurt and actually more loss. So it's important that we take time to mourn, to feel what we feel when it arises. And God is present with us, and we are to be present with God as we name our losses, as we cry, maybe scream, maybe sit in silence. God invites us to express ourselves. And God not only can handle it, he is with us, and his faithful love will sustain us and bring us comfort. Talk with trusted friends about your losses so you are not alone. And pray for each other as we walk through grief, whatever that may look like in any season of life. Another part of biblical grieving is that we wait on the Lord in the confusing in-between. As far as COVID is concerned, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that's really encouraging. But the reality is we're still in this in-between. We're not in a pre-COVID world, and we're not in a post-COVID world either. This in-between space is an important place for us to be waiting on the Lord being attentive to the ways that he is changing us and shaping us through our losses, through our grief. The book of Lamentations, as I mentioned earlier, the whole book is mourning and grieving. As I read this week in Lamentations, I thought, this is really raw. It's really raw. It holds five poems, they're broken up into the five chapters, that were written by the prophet Jeremiah following the devastating destruction of Jerusalem and the exile of his people. And I would like to read a small portion from Lamentations 3 today. The prophet Jeremiah said, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet, I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends, and his mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning, and I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. And so it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. The prophet Jeremiah is honest about his losses, and and we read this one short phrase of Jeremiah's grief. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. 
But don't let this fool you in thinking that our laments need to be short and one-sentenced, like we read this morning. For two and a half chapters before this passage, and for the two and a half chapters after, there is much grief and mourning and honesty in Jeremiah's lament over the loss and sufferings. If you need words to help you express when you are in grief, spend some more time in Lamentations. It will be helpful to you. And while we grieve, we also wait for the salvation of the Lord. Our hope is in God's faithfulness, his faithful love and his mercy. He will carry us through. And the hope that comes out of suffering is that God always births new life from loss and what was before. We may not feel it at different stages of our grief, but it is the truth. God always brings new life from what was. Always. We're currently in the middle of the Lent season, a time of reflection and preparation between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. In Lent, we are experiencing this in-between from suffering, wilderness, death, and then to new life. We all like Easter, right? We like the new life, but the journey is so important that leads to that. And Jesus walked that. If you've been following along in our Lent devotional, you have maybe noticed that today's message is not what we had originally planned for our Lent series. I was planning to bring this message today together, creating something new, which we're gonna talk about in a little bit, about a month ago, but we had a snowstorm on February 14th, and so we didn't meet together that day. And we were going to be looking at 1 Peter 2, about how Jesus is our cornerstone and we are the living stones. So we talked together as a team, and it seemed right for me to bring this message today instead of what we were originally planning in the Lent series. But as I prepared this week, that message from just one month ago began to shift and to change into something totally new. And I felt the Lord's nudge to take some time to look back today as we are here at this one-month anniversary. And so in our Connect gathering, after the worship gathering today, um, in the fellowship hall and also on Zoom, we're going to take some time to, to talk together and share together about what we're feeling as we look back. Name our losses and also notice what God is shaping in us through this. So I hope you can join us um, for that. About 10 minutes after we, we close in service today, we'll meet in the fellowship hall for those in person. And uh, for those online, Harold and Karen Thomas are going to lead a connect gathering there. So we don't look back just for the sake of looking back. It is also for the gift that God wants to birth in us as we move forward. Our theme for this year is Together Creating Something New. 
And as I mentioned before, we are still in this in-between season. That's true with COVID. And it's also true for us as a faith community, as we are in this bridging season of transitional leadership. And for those of you who maybe are here visiting, think about where are you in an in-between season? If the things that I'm going to say next maybe don't necessarily connect to you about our particular faith community. We're not simply on pause as a church and just waiting for the time when we can go back to the way things were in March of 2020. And neither are we rushing ahead to get to the other side. Rather, we are in a space where God is calling us to something new in this in-between. This is a time of waiting on the Lord, watching and listening for the new things that he is creating in us and through us. A while ago, I asked Chelsea Delp if she would be willing to take some time to pray and to dream about a visual for this year's theme. And I'm so grateful for Chelsea and the prophetic creativity that she has and her willingness to, to offer to us. So I'm really honored to share with you the art that emerged from that time. Together, creating something new. The concept here in this picture, you'll notice the stones around the word new, that we are living stones in, uh, that inspired those, those, uh, those stones in the picture. And the pieces of color in the word new represent a mosaic that is put together by the people of our faith community. Out of our broken pieces of our lives, beautiful things are created as we come together and allow the Spirit to create new. As we think about the word together, two concepts come to mind. We are together with God through the Holy Spirit, and we are together with each other as a community. Our faith community is made up of six generations. Each of us have shaped, or are shaped by the era that we grew up in, and we see the world through different lenses because of the different influences of our generation. And we need each other. It's important for us to relate to each other and listen to each other intergenerationally. We naturally gravitate towards people who are like us, whether that's the way we see things, think about things, our age, our season in life. But the gift of learning from each other is at the heart of the kingdom of God. This year, we want to continue to grow in ways of connecting intergenerationally. Our new Connect gatherings are a way for us to move into intergenerational connection for the adults. And Derek has been leading the Zoomer time, which provides space for younger children and older children to be learning and growing together. And this week, we're excited for the youth community garden that is going to be starting, which is going to involve children and youth and other adult volunteers. 
um, with Derek's leadership. And if you're interested in learning more about that, getting involved, I encourage you to talk with Derek about that. The more we can connect to each other intergenerationally, the richer our lives will be together. Each of you are important and needed. One of the older generations is called the greatest generation. But I want to declare there is no greatest generation. No one has the best way. They're all great. And God wants us to connect and learn from each other. And God is always creating. We see as we look at the, at the scriptures in Genesis, we see God creating. But as we look all through, we see that God is continually creating. And he invites us to come alongside him and co-create with him. And the something. We may not yet see clearly what all the somethings are, but we know that our somethings need to stay centered in Jesus. Our somethings need to connect with our mission of learning to live and love like Jesus. And we need our somethings to embrace our core values of worship and community and mission. And new. Bishop Keith said one time, new is new. And we were like, well, yeah. And he's like, no, new is new. How can we have our eyes open to these new things that are coming that we're not familiar with? It's not the same as before. The post-COVID world is not going to be the same as the pre-COVID world. And our post-bridging season is not going to look the same as our pre-bridging season. And for some of that, for some of us, that brings great delight. And for others of us, it makes us really uncomfortable. And that's okay. There was much about what was before that is good and will remain as new is birthed. But there is also change when God creates new in our lives. And we need to remember that as new things emerge, that everything that was before was at one time new. And it's important for us to stay open to the new things that God is creating in us as individuals and as a community of faith together. Our board and our bridge team uh, shared a letter with our congregation this past November entitled Finding Our Way. And it was an invitation to join in the journey of discovery through our church's bridging governance plan for this year. And you might remember this picture of the tents. There was also a picture of a cabin. And the comparison was that the, the, the image of, of the tent is a reminder that we are trying new things in relation to our church governa governance and in the way we worship, as we live in community and engage in mission together. And we will be discovering what a future elder-led model of governments might look like. And our bridge team has been, been talking um, and taking time to look closely at the function of elders 
and pastors, and we're really listening for the Spirit's guidance as we experiment and learn and grow in this year as a community of believers. So the image of the tent reminds us to stay flexible and nimble. It's not permanent and, and stationary. It's flexible and nimble as we move forward. Adaptability is key in the kingdom of God. As the world's needs change around us, so also we need to make changes to be relevant in our mission and our vision. And I'm excited about the new things that the Spirit is stirring among us. And I ask you to pray for the bridge team and for our church board as we learn new rhythms this year in the bridging governance plan. And I ask you to pray for us as we continue to be discerning about steps forward for future leadership for this congregation as well. This journey might feel slow at times, but let's remember the words of Jeremiah that we read earlier. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. And so it is good to wait for salvation from the Lord. So I want to invite you to join in on discovering some new things that the Spirit is leading us into in this season. One way for you to do that is to participate in our Beneath the Surface series, um, which will be exploring emotionally healthy spirituality. The heart of this series is to invite us into a journey of exploring authentic faith and profound love for God while uncovering powerful practices and pathways for transformation through the integration of emotional health and our spiritual walk. So I hope you've been checking out the emails that came out this week in relation to that. There's lots of details in there. We also have a table in the lobby today that you can find out more. You can sign up to um, be part of uh, our, connect gather, our connect groups that are going to be forming around that and, and order materials if you're interested in doing that. And I also want to encourage you to mark your calendars for a faith community meeting on Sunday, April 18th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. This will be a time for us to share together as a church, to pray together, and to continue on this journey of together creating something new. We are in this together. The younger, the older, and everybody in between. Let's be listening for the Spirit's nudges for our faith community as we pray and listen. And I invite you to share anything with the bridge team along the way about what God is stirring in you for our faith community as we move forward. God is doing a new thing. And we can trust him to lead us. As we look back, Let's be attentive to those things that God is wanting to shape and form in us and have us carry forward into what is next. Let's also be attentive to those things that he is wanting us to release as we move forward. I want to invite the worship team forward. I'd like to just um, pray together. Thank you for being here today and um, looking back and looking forward with me. 
God, we thank you for your faithful love that never ends. We thank you that your mercies never cease. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. You are our inheritance, and we put our hope in you. Lord, we want to depend on you, we want to search for you, and we want to wait for you, God. You are good, your love endures forever, and we are so grateful. Give us eyes to see how you are using this past year and the things that you've been stirring in us to bring us into a new season as individuals, as families, as a faith community, God. Open, um, open ourselves up, God, to what it is that you are wanting to do. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.